From the Department of Surgery at the University of Wisconsin, welcome to The Surgery Set. I'm Jonathan Kohler, an assistant professor in pediatric surgery here in Madison, home of the Badgers. This is a podcast all about surgery and the individuals who are at the cutting edge of it, and we're glad you're here. Welcome to The Surgery Set. If you enjoy our program, please rate the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, or wherever you downloaded this podcast. It really helps us grow the podcast. Could you take a second and do it right now? On this episode, I'm speaking with an old friend and colleague, Dr. Mark Slidell. Mark is an assistant professor of surgery at the University of Chicago and the director of pediatric trauma at Comer Children's Hospital, where I did my fellowship. After a residency at Georgetown University, he did pediatric surgery fellowship at the Children's National Medical Center in DC. He also has a master's in public health from the Johns Hopkins University Bloomberg School of Public Health. We discuss how children are not just little adults and how obvious that becomes in a trauma setting. And we talk about how, as a result, there's enormous value in pediatric trauma centers. Enjoy. Mark, welcome to the Surgery Set. You are a Surgery Set listener who's now uh, made cross the Rubicon. Yes, I am. I am a subscriber to the Surgery Set. It's a yeah. wonderful podcast. You're doing a great job. Oh, thanks. I know you from, uh, oh, I've known you for years. I remember when you, I interviewed in, in D.C. and you were the senior fellow. I, th- I think I had 102 fever, but I still was enthusiastic about the program going through there. If you subsequently were ill, I apologize. And then you were one of my attendings uh, in fellowship at the University of Chicago. And now you're the, you weren't at the time, but you're now the trauma medical director at Comer Children's Hospital. Came up and, and talked to us here about pediatric trauma centers, which I just think is a, is a fascinating area. There are actually not that many of them. No, there's a, a surprisingly uh, limited number across the country. A lot of children don't have access to a pediatric trauma center. Tell us a little bit about what's different between a pediatric trauma center and an an adult trauma center. I think it's a distinction that means a lot to us, but maybe not everybody sort of understands that they're not the same thing. Right. So as people say, children are not just little adults. And that really is uh, very clear in a trauma setting where you have to act quickly and you need to make quick decisions for uh, a child's life. One of the obvious differences is that you need different equipment, smaller equipment, you need different dosage of medications, and you need a whole team that is specially trained. So you need nurses who have training in taking care of children. You need uh, respiratory therapists who are comfortable taking care of children. You need radiologists that have equipment that is appropriate for children. And obviously you need the trauma surgeons and the emergency medicine physicians who are also comfortable with children. And and it makes a difference. It does make a difference. So across the board, there have been a, a number of studies trying to see how does it make a difference and whether uh, there are certain types of injuries that don't do better in a pediatric trauma center. And basically across the board, all children seem to do better in a pediatric trauma center. Even the most severely injured, even the adolescents who are adult-sized patients. I mean, I guess it's counterintuitive to me in a way uh, because you'd think adult trauma centers are much busier, right? Many more adults are injured. Even though pediatric trauma is a leading cause of death in children, they're still like less frequently injured than adults. And so our trauma center, adult trauma center, is very busy. Lots of patients coming through. You'd think that volume would make up for whatever you don't know about children. Kids are maybe not little adults, but gunshots are gunshots, but maybe not so much. 
Maybe not so much, but I, I think it's more complicated than, than we're alluding to. Uh, I think that the busy trauma surgeons uh, are going to be better at their job than somebody who doesn't see a lot of trauma but is a trauma surgeon. It's just like a lot of things in life. The more you do it, the better you'll be at it. So the very busiest adult trauma surgeons, they actually do a pretty good job taking care of children. But again, part of the question is, do they have all of the equipment they need? And it's not just that initial 30-minute resuscitation or that first hour or two in the operating room, but it's all of that care after they've arrived. So I think one of the places we see the biggest difference is the children who are in the hospital for an extended period of time. That's probably one of the main uh, advantage of a children's hospital. You have the pediatric ICU, you have uh, child life uh, who can work uh, helping the psychosocial aspects of healing. You have um, physical therapists who are used to working with children. You have a whole system that is just designed for kids. That's something that I've been fortunate to be exposed to a lot. I think, you know, in, in fellowship we had a children's hospital that was really dedicated to care of children. Here we take care of kids up to the age of 18 or are all admitted to the children's hospital and cared for by the pediatric specialists. That's not the rule though, right? I mean, there's there are a lot of places where, where pediatric trauma care, especially care, is, is far away. Right, so that's one of the biggest problems is about 40, 43% of children don't have access to a pediatric trauma center. If you look at any trauma center, the number is much less. It's maybe about 10% don't have access to any trauma center. That's within. like within a 30-mile drive. Exactly, or, yeah. as we were talking about, about a 30-mile drive. But is that the appropriate measure, right? So 30 miles is maybe a reasonable measurement when it's a more rural area. But in a city, 30 miles is you know, the opposite end of the city and beyond. So in an urban setting, maybe the measure of five miles or maybe... 10 minutes, you know, the, I think the measure uh, has to vary depending on what, what conversation you're having. And the University of Chicago is a really interesting example of affecting that drive time, right? Because the, while the children's hospital has been open as a trauma center for kids up to the age of 15 uh, for 20 some years now, the adult trauma center opened in May. Right. So we have an interesting social experiment going on yeah. on the south side of Chicago where the adult trauma center just opened in May of 2018. And we've had the pediatric center for 28 years. And it's great for us because we're learning from them and they're learning from us. And we're hoping that we can make a sort of hybrid model of uh, collaborative care for some of these older patients that will lead to even better outcomes. So some of the older children who are triaged to the adult side, we move them over to the children's side, sort of like you guys do, except that we allow them to be cared for initially where they're triaged uh, by state guidelines. But the other thing you mentioned that's also interesting is that the guidelines for where children go, they vary from state to state, and even in some states from county to county. And so while there are some national guidelines from the American College of Surgeons, not every state follows those guidelines. And so their definition of what is a child may be different than the definition you use here in Wisconsin. Yeah, so we're certified by the American College of Surgeons as a level one adult and pediatric trauma center. There's one other adult level one pediatric trauma center in our state, and then the level twos are sort of, there's 
basically, you know, a few level twos and then a lot of threes and fours sort of around in the community. And, and one thing that we've been trying really hard to do is to help those level threes and fours, which are really close to most kids, right? Like we've done some drive time analysis that shows that 80% of kids are within a 30 minute drive of a level three or four trauma center. And that's only true of about 30% uh, for, for the level one and twos. And so how do we help level threes and fours to do better taking care of kids? Because that's kind of the obligation you're going to have to go to the closest place, right? And so you need those places to be ready and able to at least stabilize and transfer to another facility. I think what you guys are doing is exactly what is needed. You're reaching out beyond the walls of your institution to help bring other institutions up to a higher level. And so I think that's the thing that we need to do everywhere. We need to reach out into those level three, level four trauma centers where they don't see as many injured children and help them, help them come up with their algorithms for triaging patients, for caring for patients in that first 30 minutes to an hour, figuring out who needs to be transferred to say a level one, level two center, and who can stay in-house and not put the family through that, that burden of having to move an hour and a half, two hours away. So I think what you guys are doing is exactly what needs to happen, is that we need to communicate and collaborate more between trauma centers to further enhance all of the trauma centers. Because it's not necessarily the case that every child who's injured, you know, if they're injured four hours from here, they could very well get adequate care for certain conditions right. at their local place, right? And then only certain things need to come here, a very super specialized center. Yeah, I think we need to be careful about being overly prescriptive in what has to happen. I mean, there are children who get sent to us all the time that maybe don't need our services. They may have fallen off of the monkey bars and they had loss of consciousness and they get sent to us because the other hospitals worried appropriately so but it turns out they have no real injury other than that loss of consciousness and if that other center maybe doesn't have a neurologist or a neurosurgeon that can help them navigate that then maybe there are ways that we can help them navigate that over that distance and keep that family from traveling uh, keep them from having the bill of you know driving in an ambulance or being airlifted in some cases that great distance it's just a it's unnecessary yeah yeah it's just again it's like finding that balance in the community of yeah. figuring out what's what's safe versus what's what's reasonable right. it's such interesting stuff and I, I think you know from my perspective one of the things that I really like having here that it sounds like you guys are now now getting in in Chicago as well is we take care of the kids, they come in, but occasionally there are things where we just need people with extremely specialized expertise. I'm thinking about a kid that we had here who came in to our emergency department, uh, had a horrible liver injury, and we actually took him to the operating room with the pediatric surgeons, but then called in not just one, but two transplant surgeons mm -hmm. to help us manage this liver injury and the vena cable injury that, that went along with it. And, and having that dynamic of you know, we know that kids are best cared for by pediatric providers, and we actually, you know, dedicate a service line to that. But mm -hmm. then we also can call people who are not very far away to, like, you know, sometimes in their operating room next door, can walk over and, and help us with stuff that is, like, super technically specialized beyond what's reasonable for a pediatric surgeon to do because we, right. we're, we're generalists, right? Well, I, you bring up an interesting point because I think we've moved from a phase of everyone being a generalist in surgery to maybe excessive subspecialization. And so everybody is hyper-trained in, in smaller realms, 
And now really what we need to do is we need to increase our collaboration across subspecializations to reestablish some of that expertise. And you know, there's a real art to knowing when you need that expert in transplant surgery to come in and, and be willing to ask for it. But I think that's one of the things that trauma centers can also do is look at ways of collaborating across their system. You know, collaborating with the vascular surgeons, the thoracic surgeons, the peds and the adult surgeons collaborating. And not just in the surgical care, but also the care after surgery. You know, the um, violence recovery programs or just the, the social aspect of healing and, and child life. I mean, I, yeah, it's amazing when we have an 18-year-old or 17 year old come over who's been shot and they have recovered for 48 hours and now they're in the children's hospital, they let their guard down. They, they, they feel comfortable just being a kid because they are still a kid at age 17. And I think yeah. that's a really important part for them for their healing process as well. I wonder to what degree too, like pediatric, the, the things we do for kids would also qualify for adults, right? Now, as I age, I look down at I look at kids and who are you know 17, and I look at them and I'm like I don't know you could be 12, you could be 25, like right. you know and and we've drawn an arbitrary line at 18, but like there's probably a lot that a child life specialist could do for a 40 year old. I mean, if I were injured, yeah. I would love to be at a children's hospital. Well, we we can't speak to you personally. But yeah, I, I I mean there there is research showing that the brain doesn't finish developing at age, say, 18, right? I mean, the, they're, the developing male brain probably keeps learning into their mid-20s yeah. before it's fully matured. Uh, and even when it's your brain is fully matured, that doesn't mean that you wouldn't benefit from, you right. know, some of these sort of the kinder, gentler approach of a, of a children's hospital. Like, can right. we propagate that into this, the adult hospitals, which, you know, I think... From a, pediatric, from a pediatric perspective, like yeah. they seem like chilly places, right? Yeah. Um, but but is there a role for you know making the hospital friendlier? Yeah, stuffed yeah. animals on the adult side, like <laughs> it wouldn't or necessarily be the worst thing. You could run an experiment with. Re- yeah, there we go. Our next RTC, maybe we can do a multi-institutional trial. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that would be. Uh, well, you never know. I think I think what your point is is important. That there is uh, there is more to healing than just the injuries and the wounds and that psychosocial part plays out for sure. And I think that's a big part of what a pediatric trauma center also offers. Um, you know, kids have shorter length of stay in a pediatric center. They have, it's less expensive for the health system. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, long-term better functional outcomes. Right. And it's not because of any one thing. It's because there's a package, a right? Yeah. There's a system that, right. that, that deals with kids who, it's not just a yeah. surgeon volume ratio thing. It's the whole system that, that makes the difference. Yeah. Like many things in life. Amen. Well, on that note, thank you so much for, for coming to join us, coming up from your system to ours. And um, what a great pleasure to have you up here. And I hope we can uh, stay in, in close touch and maybe, maybe collaborate on a teddy bear trial. There you go. Thank you so much. It's a tremendous honor to be on the surgery set. Wonderful. So thank you for the invite. Thank you. Join us next time on The Surgery Set when I speak with Dr. Ann O'Rourke. She's one of our trauma surgeons and the director of the medical student surgical rotation. We talk about the promise and challenges of surgical training. The Surgery Set is a production of the Department of Surgery at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. 
This episode was produced by Chelsea Johnson and me, Jonathan Kohler. It was recorded by Chris Hansen and edited by Elizabeth DiNovella. Our theme song is On Wisconsin, arranged and produced by Jamie Schmidt. I encourage you to visit us at surgery.wisc.edu, where you can find links to Grand Rounds, free CME credits, and more. You can also check out the UW School of Medicine and Public Health video library for a wide range of medical education resources at videos.med.wisc.edu. In addition, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. And of course, you can follow us on social media. You can like our Facebook page and also find us on Twitter at Whisk Surgery, and I'm at J-E Kohler, K-O-H-L-E-R. Please feel free to let us know how we're doing, rate and review us on your podcast app, and don't hesitate to let us know of any topics you'd like us to cover. Thanks, and we hope you check back soon. On Wisconsin.